Hallelujah. Let's all just stand to our feet for just one more moment this morning. You made me cry again, brother. I've been crying all morning. You just worked it back up. Oh, thank you. Stay with me. Say, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. I'm just so moved by this church and what it's done in our city. And I just honor Pastor Glenn and Suzanne and Kyle and Brooke and Nate and Kaylee just for pioneering a movement of 23, 24 years here. And you guys have incredible pastors. So let's just put our hands together for them. Thank you. And it's guys like us that stand on your shoulders for what God is doing here in the city. And, and I don't take it lightly coming up here and, and ministering the word of God this morning. But I came expecting. I came hungry for more of the Lord. Did you guys? Come on. Well, during worship, um, Kyle and I actually had a word, and we just want to pray for a few people just real quick. Kyle had a word of knowledge for a couple people with back pain. If that's you, just slip up your hand. We're just going to pray for you right where you're at in your seat. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's too many to count, but we, we see you. So if you see the hands, just put your hand upon them right now. We're going to believe in, in healing right now, that Jesus is going to touch their life. Hallelujah. We serve a miracle-working God. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus that by your stripes we are healed, Father. So I thank you, Lord, that, that this uh, pain, Lord, has to leave in the name of Jesus this morning. Lord, this pain is trespassing upon holy ground. Therefore, this pain has to leave in Jesus' name. Completely gone. At the mention of your name, Lord, we believe that a miracle can happen right now, Father. So in the name of Jesus, Lord, every back be healed and be well, that you will be able to, to move and be mobile to the way that God designed your body to move, that you will be able to do things, even leaving here today, that you've been longing and desiring to do. Lord, I thank you for, for healthy, strong bones, healthy, strong backs. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We also had one more. If there's somebody here with, with a right foot, right foot pain is what we heard. Is that anybody here? Right foot. One over here. Is there anybody else? That's you. Come on. Well, let's believe in faith. Father, we thank you that pain is gone in the name of Jesus, that you will be able to walk, that you will be able to um, to do even sports that you've been wanting to do, that the pain in your foot is completely healed in the name of Jesus. That pain is trespassing upon holy ground. Therefore, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And where Jesus reigns, no sickness, no disease, no pain can reign. So right now, Jesus, we thank you. We rejoice in Jesus' name that you are healed. And it's in his name we pray, amen. Come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We may be seated in the presence of God this morning. He is so good to us. This morning I woke up with these words at 2 a.m. And I don't know who this is for, but I just heard the words, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And as I was worshiping this morning, I felt the Lord say, those who sow in tears will reap in joy. And can I remind you that God has you this morning. No matter where you've come from, no matter what you've walked in here with, God knows you by name and he knows every circumstance that you're going through. 
and he's reminding you by his spirit that it's going to be okay. I know that he didn't wake me up for that word just for nothing. Whether that's one, five, or six of us in this place, it's going to be okay. God has never left your side. He's, he's had your hand all along. He's never, ever, ever left you. He's never failed you. I know that his word stands true. I'm almost 30 years old. I was born and raised in the church in Southern California. My, my grandparents were pastors. I'm fourth generation in my family. I'm so thankful for the promises of God that now I am standing upon today. But I know the word of God to be true. And I know that this word is the absolute only lifeline that I have to live, especially in this time. I have to have this word. It has to be my daily bread in the morning. It has to be the thing that I wake up to and that the, the God that I sing to in the middle of the day. And, and in the midnight hour, I'm singing to Jesus knowing that he is my help and my rescue. And can I remind us this morning that midnight is not your darkest part of the night, but it's the start of a brand new day. It's the start of a brand new day. Therefore, I know my God is so good. Another thing that the Lord spoke to me before I came here today is that the season is changing. The season is changing. I know we're halfway through the year, and maybe this year has, has started off in a way that was so unexpected to us. Maybe this year has started off amazing. Maybe we've experienced heartache and pain. But can I tell you that we have six, seven more months left in the year and that God is going to do some great things through your life. But I choose to hold on to what God is saying right now. And I have to constantly remind myself that the word of God is the final word. This week I had to, I had to pull out a, a book of mine of, of journaling and I had to say, Lord, I just need to be reminded of the things that you've spoken over my life. I just needed to, to be reminded of, of the prophecies that you've spoken over me and the words that you spoke to me 10 years ago, 15 years ago, the words you gave me just as a, as a baby. I had to get myself back in a place of faith and say, Lord, I remember what you spoke. Lord, I remember what you've called me to. Though there's been a lot of uncertainty, even as the years go on, Father, I stand close to your word. And sometimes we just have to remind ourselves what God has spoken. We have to write it out and we have to put it right in front of us. Maybe some of us it looks a little bit different. Maybe we write it on our bathroom mirror with an with a expo marker and say, Lord, this is what you said and I'm going to see it every single day because I see myself and now I'm going to see myself in that word as well. And so I believe that God is doing a great thing in us when we hold fast the word of God. And as they spoke that word to me this week that the season's changing, I heard Acts 3.20, and it says, Times of refreshing are coming to you in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. So this morning, I want to speak to us for just a few moments on the topic of overcoming spiritual boredom. Overcoming spiritual boredom. Maybe in this part of our life, we're feeling bored and just stuck. How many get there? We're bored and just busy and stuck, and we just feel like we're in a frustrated place in our walk of faith. Can I tell you that this Christian life is far from boring? 
This is the most exciting, glorious, adventurous ride that we will ever be on when we say yes to Jesus. We know that our life has changed when we said yes to the cross. We know that we put the yes of heaven on our lips. Everything in our life has absolutely changed. There's no uncertainty in the Lord because it's written out right here. Lord, what's your will for my life? Open his word and read it right here. His plan, his purpose is all right here. I believe that this morning that a spirit of boredom is coming off of us and that he's giving us bold, radical faith to do the things that he's called us to do. One thing he also spoke this week is that some of us might have come in here feeling undercover in areas of our life, but God is calling you to overcome. There's been battles that we have faced privately that God is saying, I am going to now take you from the private battle and declare my greatness in public. The things that we have faced that nobody even knows about. I know in my life, I've faced things that I'm just waiting to share the testimony with people. And you know what? It's going to be the right time. It's going to be the right season. But there are things that that God is doing in the unseen, in our lives, and in our hearts that are going to cause his greatness to be the best thing that has ever happened to us, but not only us, but to people around us. Because the freedom that even we experience in this life could be the chain-breaking freedom that breaks off in other people's lives as well. We know this verse, it says, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the what? Word of our testimony. Your testimony is so powerful. Your testimony is not too big and it's not too small for God to use. I grew up thinking for so long that my testimony was so insignificant. I grew up in the church and and I've been in the church my whole life and I don't have this radical story of, you know, I I went away in high school and I was on drugs and alcohol and and I went away from God. No, I've I've been consistent. Sure, there's been seasons, but I've had people in my life tell me that, hey, you know what? That testimony is so powerful in and of itself because that story can speak to the generation coming up underneath you. There's parents that are raising their children in church right now in this day, and I know that that testimony will speak to them. No testimony is too big or too small for God to use. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. It says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. I thank you that your word is alive and active and powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. God, I thank you that you minister to our hearts, Lord. I thank you that our eyes and ears are open to hear you in a fresh way this morning. Lord, I pray that we would get out of the way so that your spirit can fully invade us right now, Lord Jesus. God, just because the music stops, we are still in a posture and a place of worship before your throne. So, Father, come and speak and have your way in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. I was reminded this week 
that we're on borrowed time. There's just been a whole download this week, and I just want to share from my heart this morning that we are on borrowed time and that this life is truly not our own. As much as we like to think that this life is our own, it's not. The, the, the things that God promotes us to, and it's like, oh, look at me, I got to this place. God's saying, you're still on borrowed time. Lord, you've done this in my family, and finally I, I'm seeing that miracle. I'm, I'm seeing that relationship. You're still on borrowed time. Lord, I'm stepping into that calling. You're still on borrowed time. You're on my watch. You know, Jesus' life was far from boring. <laughs> That's a life I want to model after. Jesus healed the sick. He raised the dead. He casted out demons. He spent time with people. He traveled from town to town. All I have to say is what a life. That excites me. I wake up in the morning. I'm like, Lord, I want to do what Jesus did. Lord, break off the spirit of boredom in my life because there's so much to do for the kingdom of God today. There's so much to do. We partner with the Great Commission. Go, 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 go. The gospel says go. Go into all the world and preach the good news. I had a friend call me one time and he said, what's it like moving to Austin and being in ministry? For some of you who don't know, I, I moved here 10 years ago. This is already year 10. I can't believe it from Orange County, California, and I said, brother, it feels like every day I wake up and I'm like, Lord, what adventure are we going to go on today for the gospel of Jesus Christ? And I literally feel that, like I pick up a torch and I'm like, Lord, there is an adventure waiting for me today. What can I do for the kingdom of heaven? And being here in 10 years, I can honestly say, I still feel like I'm on vacation, because I don't ever want to settle down and get stagnant and get stuck in the things God's called my life to do. And you know what? It has been a crazy, wild adventure. And I don't ever want to settle and say, Lord, you've done so much in 10 years. I choose to believe that the next 10 years is going to be even greater than what it has been. And I believe that even for us this morning. And I just want to inject some faith into us that God is just getting started with you. He is just getting started. He is just writing the script. But we have to wake up in the morning and say, Lord, I believe in great faith and great expectancy that today will be a start of something brand new. We know that verse in Isaiah that he is doing what? A new thing in our lives. We don't have time to be bored Christians can we agree that we are living in the most exciting time in history right now? No matter what is happening around us, we're living in the most exciting time. There's so much uncertainty. There's so much chaos. There's stuff that we're like, how did we get here? <laughs> Even in the last two years, three years, how did we get here? But I believe God is calling this morning and he's saying, where are my generals in the army to do something great for the kingdom of God? Where are my generals at? God's saying for such a time as this, you are here. We could have been living 150 years ago, but God is saying I've called you right now in 2022. You still have breath in your lungs. I still have a great destiny for your life. John 16, if you want to turn there real quick. It says, I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace. 
In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart because I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. That's something that I hang on to every day. We overcome because of the cross. Therefore, because we overcome, therefore, if we overcome because of the cross, I don't have time to be bored because the blood was not boring. It wasn't. But it's so common that we get bored in the process of waiting for something that we know is coming. So we get distracted and we stop pursuing the very thing that God has called us to. Did you know that we are all sitting here as miracles this morning? We are all sitting here as miracles. I think we can look around to our left and to our right. Maybe we're looking at our spouse, our future spouse, or our children, or our friends, and we're saying, man, I look at you and you are a miracle. Look at me, I'm a miracle. Remind me that I'm a miracle. Constantly be reminded that we're miracles. If we're not in a place of boredom in our life, maybe it's a place of busy. That is such a common word nowadays. I'll call people, hey, what's up? I'm busy. I'm busy. It's like the ultimate B word. I'm busy. And you ever have those weeks where you have a a full calendar ahead of you and you're like, man, I have... I actually have like nothing going on for three, four days. And I'm like, I finally get to rest this week. And then Monday morning comes, bam, 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 calendar fills up. Three pastors call me and I'm golfing all over the city. (laughs) I'm like, I was supposed to rest and hang out this week, but hey, how can I turn down some good golf? But our lives, we have to constantly be filling our time with something. And I believe that God is calling his church into a place of great rest. Because where we rest, we will find strength in the Lord. We will be able to digest the word of God and read of his goodness. You know, the devil can fill a calendar real quick. And if he can fill a calendar, he can consume all of our time. And some stuff feels so good, but not everything is what God wants us to do that week. But what? In everything, pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about what God wants us to do. Proverbs 19, 15 says, Slothfulness casts into a deep sleep, and an idle person will suffer hunger. Whoever keeps the commandment keeps his life. He who despises his ways will die. The word acedia means spiritual or mental sloth, with the Greek word meaning grief. And I just want to talk about just a couple of points real quick on ways to break the spirit of boredom in our lives. Number one, pray. Pray. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand And his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. My second point is to serve someone. Serve someone. 
I know for me, if I find my, myself in a place of boredom, I have to go and do something. I have to go and serve someone. I have to go and make a phone call to someone to say, you know what, I'm, I feel like I'm in a place of boredom. Do you know that when we get in a place of boredom, we start sinning? And we start going to the things that satisfy the flesh. But with good people, with good community, and we, we choose to, to serve somebody else, that person could actually speak into our lives and call us out of that state of boredom into a place of great mercy and grace for the Lord to, to do a great work in you. Matthew 20, 28 says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Serving someone gets the focus off of self and gives you the opportunity to be outward. The gospel is so outward. It's inward for what the Holy Spirit speaks to us on a daily basis, but we can't just keep it inward. We have to go out, 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 out. We have to go. My third point is to do something that you're passionate about. Colossians 3.23 says, Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. Jesus is my master. He is my savior. He is my everything. Therefore, if I'm passionate about him, I'm passionate about the gospel. If I'm passionate about the gospel, I'm passionate about people. Therefore, I know that Jesus, he's far from boring, church. Jesus is not boring. The church is not boring. This is the most exciting place that you can be on a Sunday morning. Right here in the presence of God. Something that's boring is religion. Religion is boring and it's so tiring. It's so tiring. But a relationship with God is so fulfilling. Boredom is all in self. Oh, today I feel like not doing this. Today, oh, I don't know. Boredom is in self. My dad taught me growing up that what you don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. Meaning, do everything in your power that you can do today to help someone, to be passionate about the things of God, to minister to someone, to maybe start that thing that you've been wanting to start. Do it today. Because if you don't do it today, there can be so many delays, and all of a sudden, a year goes by, three years goes by, and you're like, wow, God called me to do this back in 2018, and I, and I still haven't done it. But God, and I, I feel this word right now that God is saying, come right now to me. Write everything out that, I, that I've spoken to your heart. Make the vision plain, and I will perform on my word. Sometimes we have to talk ourselves out of and put our spirit into the things that God said. Luke eleven twenty eight 28 says, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. 
If we do what we've been told to do through the word of God, we won't have time to be bored. When we read his word, we won't have time to be bored because we will be so filled up. We will be so filled up with the Holy Spirit and what he's speaking to us that my day, your day, will be the most adventurous day that you've ever had. Like just don't think that just when you leave church, the excitement's over. It's just beginning. So even when you leave this place today and you go down to Torchy's Tacos or, or Cane's or whatever restaurants are around here, know that your day could just be getting started for what God wants to use you for. But if we have eyes to see and ears to hear of what the Spirit is saying in this very hour, God's going to use you in a great and mighty way. Something the Lord spoke to me years ago was that we need to honor the hour that we are living in. Honor the hour. If we knew, and now we don't know, but if we knew that the the day, the time, and the hour of Jesus' return, I think our whole day would shift. If we knew that at this time tomorrow, in 24 hours, that Christ was coming back, I think our whole day would change today. I don't know about you, but I'd probably be knocking on a few doors saying, hey, do you know Jesus? Do you know the king? He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. I'd probably be on the phone with family members saying, get your heart, get your life right with God. He's coming. But shouldn't we live every day with that urgency and that expectancy that Jesus is coming? It's faith. There's an urgency in this hour that God is calling us to to say, honor this time. We can't let our feelings override our faith as Marissa actually prayed this morning. In Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Since he said it, I have to believe it. <laughs> I have to. I have no other option but to believe what the Lord has said. I have no other option but to rise up out of my spirit of boredom and say, Lord, my life is not boring because your life was not boring. Therefore, I have to live today with bold, radical faith. And I even feel now that God is calling our hearts even closer, one step closer to having some radical faith bold faith this morning. So as I call up the worship team to come and close us out, I want to read one more scripture over us. And it's 1 Corinthians 15, 57. I was reminded of this scripture yesterday of the victory that we have in Christ. And it says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Christ. And I came to remind us to stay focused on that victory this morning. Because when we stay focused on the victory, and we stay focused that knowing that, the Lord spoke this to me this morning so gently. He said, before you were a pastor, you're a son. And it's a reminder that I have to have every day. Because through the busyness of life, I have to constantly posture myself before the throne of God and say, this life is not my own. 
And when we live from a place of surrender and humbly before the throne of God, he's saying, that's it right there. Now I could do great and mighty things through you. I'm I'm reminded of Ephesians 3.20 that he will do exceedingly above all that we could ever hope, dream, think, or imagine. It is a lot. It's a lot. And I even want to pray over minds right now because it's so easy to allow our mind to get so distracted by little things. But I'm reminded that we have the, we have the mind of Christ. And I pray that even this morning that he would just totally overtake our minds and give us so much peace. We are peace carriers because of Christ. We carry peace. And there's, there's situations that we walk into that is chaotic, but know that when you walk in the room, things will change because you carry peace. But know who you are in Christ. Know your identity in him. Fix your eyes upon the one who paid it all for you. So as we sing, let's just stand up for just a few more minutes this morning. And even now, just begin to fully fix our gaze upon the beauty of Jesus. Because when we fix our gaze upon his beauty, he will speak to us. He will take things out of our life that have been hindering the call that he has sent us forth to do. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you and I praise you and I give you thanks in advance, in faith, for what you're going to do through our lives. I choose to praise even though I don't see the end result. In the middle, you are speaking. In the valley, you are ministering to my soul. On the mountaintop of rejoicing, you are lifting me higher. On wings like eagles, I will run and not grow weary. I will walk and not faint. Even now, God, take us higher. Take us deeper. I pray, Lord, that this week would be the greatest week we've ever experienced. We have a brand new month ahead this week in June 1st. And God, I pray and I feel this word this morning that there will be an acceleration in the name of Jesus. That the things we've been waiting for and desiring, Lord God, are just going to begin to happen. And we're going to say, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. So breathe upon us, Lord. Blow mighty breath of God. We love you. In Jesus' name. visit our website, riverinthehills.com.
if you would like to partner with us in moving God's heart and changing the world, please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and share this episode with a friend.